It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Right as they take it off of Netflix. Yeah, dude. I it was on Netflix sworn. for so long. For the longest so time, long. it was they there. just took it off, And bro. I feel like that's a common trend that happens to us whenever we decide to watch a movie. Hey, we just shouldn't wait. Mm-hmm. I think from now on, we should just do it. Also, we should look back at Six Underground. Yeah, we should I look back at that. I would like to revisit that. that one. I'm down to revisit um, that. Maybe, no, not tomorrow because you got shit to do. But, yeah. uh, but maybe next week we can we can tuck that one in mm-hmm. um, with whatever We'll put it we back into on. the schedule. Yeah, we yeah. should be looking at like what's popular on Netflix. What's oh trending? I just saw something that was a, a thread. It was like the best movies on Netflix you haven't heard of. I bet you some of those are rated poorly. And that's, uh, you know what I mean? Hey, man, we could capitalize on that. Let's hop on it. Uh, you know what else I like to hop on? Uh, ladies. Oh, bye. I was going to say a motorcycle, but no. Oh, just I'll, kidding. I, don't I was going to say a lily pad. I look like a toad. Like a frog, boy. Hmm. Um. You know, dragonflies land on lily pads sometimes. Do they? Yeah. When you were a kid, would you look at dragonflies and... No, bugs used to scare the shit out of me. Really? Yeah, I hate bugs. Uh, My grandma and my mother both used to have, like, butterflies framed. Really beautiful butterflies framed in frames. And that used to creep me Real butterflies. Yeah. And it used to scare me. And I remember my mom even talks about how, like, one day as a little boy, Uh I was looking at him. I was like, how sad for the butterflies. And my mom, like, had never thought about it like that. And she was like, huh. And then she took them down and, and never put them back You up. made your mom depressed with that idea. That's right. I should take you to the butterfly house at Six Flags. Have you ever been inside of that? They're alive, right? They're alive. They're just yeah. going everywhere. I don't enjoy that either because then, yeah. I'm, you know what? I, there's a limit to how many legs things should have. Really? Yeah, four. Four. No so, more. Any insects, gone. Yep. Spiders, that makes For sense. For sure. They've doubled the maximum of legs that you're. I, used I will to. tell you. I'll, I'll give you the the. Here's here's the work around it. Okay. You can have as many legs as you want if you live in the ocean. Okay. Yeah. Because that's far away from you, and you never see them. And like things with lots of legs in the ocean taste pretty good. Octopus, squid, crabs, lobsters, shrimps. They all taste great. I'm gonna have to stop you there. You like octopus? I love octopus. Like, are you a texture guy when it comes to food? Because yeah, the but feeling the, of those tentacles in my mouth. Uh, nice. <laughs> Some um, hentai shit. No, I like octopus. Yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, I really enjoy it. Oh gosh, I like the I, flavor profile of it. I like. I'm I'm a big seafood fan. Uh, uh, I see food and I eat it. Ah, uh, <laughs> ching. Welcome welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of ICBTB podcast, the place where even the worst movies. Can still, still be, be good. good. Guys, my name is Alejandro. And my name is Christian. And we are going to talk about a movie that just can't be that bad. Really cannot be that bad. Actually, a lot of people think it's great. Uh, not critics, though. They hated this film. Well, that's because critics have something wrong with them. And to critics, I'd like to say two words. Fuck, fuck you. you. Uh, my name is... <laughs> oh, Tell we everyone your name already. again. Oh, sorry. I had a glitch again. Uh, um, this is a movie that I've watched a majillion times, mm-hmm. uh, and that is a number that I just created, but it's higher than a billion, but lower than a trillion. I believe it, dude. Thank you. Um, have you ever seen this movie before? A trillion times. Fantastic. And that's a real number that I did not make up that actually exists. Well, I don't think you've seen it that many times. I haven't lived long enough to make that possible. I believe so. Um, you ever think <laughs> a billion is a thousand hundred millions? How crazy is that? That gives me a headache thinking about <laughs> how many zeros <laughs> exist in that number. Have you ever seen that graphic of like if a person stood next to a billion dollars in cash? <laughs> I've never seen that it's graphic. It's fucking huge, bro. It, it's ungodly how much a billion dollars in cash Scary. would look like. It's gross. Like all in ones? I, in, I think they in had, I think they had it in hundreds. 
wow, and it's still that and it's much. it still, like, takes up a whole uh, aircraft area. To think that people are actually billionaires. Oh, like, four or five times billionaire, yeah. What? That is incredible. That's unbelievable. Hey. Hey. We'll probably never get there, but we can get a good, cool part of that chip. We could. Maybe a nice couple mil. I, I feel really good when I hold a $100 bill in my hand. Honestly, if I die with a net worth of, like, a million dollars, let's say five, I, I'll be pretty. I'll be pretty happy. Yeah. You wouldn't be happy with that one million? Well, one million is actually not that hard. One million, like, I, I think... It's not that hard? No, honestly, Let's do it I then. think if you if you have, like, a normal salary job and you, like, yeah. invest properly and save correctly and have a 401k, mm-hmm. by the time you retire, it's I, I, I think it's probably not that difficult to have a mill. In today's society, I get it because... For sure. What bites people in the dick, and mm. I'm making up that phrase now because nope, that sounds that's actually a real terrible. phrase. I've heard it plenty of times. Gosh, for you dick biters out there, stop biting dicks because uh, the phrase hurts my soul. People like to spend their money carelessly. People oh. are spending well, money on st- drinks. Stupid people, yeah. Or yeah. they invest it properly into stocks and bonds, and then they um, trust the government far too much. And then when they sell our liquidated assets, they fuck us in the end. You should tell everyone that does that. Exactly what you said. Listen, Bernie Madoff. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Listen, but- Goldman Sachs. <laughs> Fuck you, Goldman Sachs. You're taking everyone's money. That's right. And then you give yourselves big fat checks and then you quit. Yeah. Uh, also, Boeing. Shit. You should get your head out of your ass, mm. Boeing. <laughs> but this is not a podcast where we're going to... Um, Hate on Fortune 500 companies? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a way far removed from what we actually talk no, about. No, we're going to make this movie that we know you love sound awesome. You should teach English to children because you speak it in such a cadence where they'll be able to understand it. I would love to see that, like, I class would love of children. To see Thank that. you, everybody, I'd for love... joining me today. I, oh did teach, I did teach a class of third graders when I was a senior in high school. You did. I and I was back. so confused when you would tell me that. It was great, dude. Those kids loved me. And um, I did teach them spelling words. Uh, and I think they probably all graduated from high school now. That's kind of shitty. That's weird yeah. to think about. I think they've all graduated high school now. My gosh, we're getting old, dude. Mm. We watched a movie called White, White Chicks, Chicks, and it's a movie you've all seen. It was rated PG-13 and released in 2004. It has a runtime of one hour, 55 minutes, which for anybody who's curious, that's 115 minutes. Anyone that's curious. Melissa. Uh, it has a rating of 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Shocking. A repugnant 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. A low ball score of 41% on Metacritic. And Roger Ebert gave this film a one and a half star out of four. What a piece of shit, um, man. Which is weird because what's that other movie he rated hella high, three and a half, and it's like, uh, The Hangover. He rated The Hangover three and a half stars. But The, th- the Hangover is actually really good. Do you think The, the Hangover is one. funnier than this? I'd have to see it back to back. I oh, can't really man. make that judgment call right now. Uh, but, Christian, hmm. if you please don't look at my laptop. I won't. What percentage of Google users like this film? 95%. Dude. That's incredible. It's right. It, is it yeah, 100% right, right? Yeah. Dude, well, because if you were to talk to anyone on the street. Everyone loves this movie. Every single commoner, muggle, you don't have to be a movie buff. You don't have to be a lover of anything, but you'll love this movie. Yeah, dude. This movie is very, very funny. Yeah. Um. That was the itty bitty nitty gritty, and I'm gonna go ahead and give a synopsis for us here. Synopsis. Everybody knows this film, um, but uh, 
I do have to burp. So will you talk for a second? Go ahead and burp. This is me talking while he is burping, which shouldn't take too long, and he's ready. I am back. Here we go. Uh, Two FBI agents, Marcus and Kevin Copeland, accidentally foil a drug bust. As punishment, they are forced to escort a pair of socialites to the Hamptons, where they're going to be used as bait for a kidnapper. But when the girls realize the FBI's plan, they refuse to go. Left without options, Marcus and Kevin decide to pose as the sisters, transforming themselves from African-American men into a pair of blonde, white women. It was directed by Keenan Ivory Waynes. Shocker, it's starring Marlon and Sean Waynes. Shocker. <laughs> I've never seen them in a movie together. I've never seen them do anything together. I think it's crazy that these two unrelated actors have <laughs> the, the same, same name. name. And, and the director. Same name. Wow. My gosh. Uh, it had a budget of $37 million, Christian Baltazar. Mm-hmm. Do you like to guess, or would you like to guess, how much this movie made? I think this is a box office hit. I'm going to go with $150 million, good sir. It was a hit, but not that big of a hit. $113.1 million. That's still really high. I still think it probably is making quite a bit of money. I think people yeah. really like this movie. If we see it very often, I mean, we watched it. For no good reason other than we like this movie. Mm-hmm. And also, it was suggested to us. So uh, Yeah. Uh, this was suggested to us by Jill. That's right. So, Jill, you'll get uh, 999 more shout-outs at the end of the episode. At Jilly Dog. Um, <laughs> Jilly Dog. Um, so, Christian, why don't we just dive into this fantastic film? Uh, it is the one that brought us the likes of Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. And his yes, thousand mile man. dance. This was the first time that I'd seen Terry Crews for as sure. for what he is now. I think this was his first film. I wouldn't be surprised because I know prior to for this sure he was pursuing a life of sports. He was yeah in the NFL. He got yeah. cut, he got cut. Uh, I want to say from the Buccaneers. Yeah, he, and he hated that life. He's posted about it. He did not like the life of sports. I, you know and what it did to him. Um, he had come into Ruth's Chris Steakhouse when I was working there. I really? wasn't there at the time, but but you know my coworkers were there. That's incredible. Uh, and he was kind of a jerk to the waitstaff. And I kind of really? like saw that from him as like a person when you kind of saw him. But now I think he's gone through quite a bit of change because uh, I think now he is like really coming to who he is and the kind of the fun loving guy that he personifies as a real person. He is that person now. But I, I do feel like there was a brief moment in time because I know Terry Crews hated when people brought up this thousand mile thing to him for a minute. I'm and sure. And like he hated the fact that that was all people knew him for. People or would like, ask him to sing it all the, the time. Or the workout like personal trainer thing from the like mm-hmm. there was a time in his career when he was very upset with the things that made him famous. But now he's come back around to it and like is is become I think. Uh, he's just sitting into it now. Yeah I think he understands that. Which like, I we, think we is We don't good. like him for that shit. We're not making fun of him for like we legitimately no. love this character. He is so lovable. We legitimately think he's a good hilarious comedian act, yeah. comedic actor i think he does a great job he makes a mountain out of this molehill of a character that is nothing yes you know what i mean really like that character, just a minor character that character st- steals the show yeah Littrell, he's Littrell the most memorable steals character the show for sure oh my gosh and in this movie he is a pro basketball player <laughs> a guy biggest of that girl well shaq shaq's pretty girthy he is girthy, Shaq's but like, girthy. I mean, I don't think Terry Crews is that tall. At least, if you were that girthy and had the height as well, um, you could. That'd be scary. Yeah, because he looks like a football player. That's why, like, I always think if LeBron James did MMA, he'd fuck people up, dude. He with those would. long limbs, dude. Yeah, he could. 
He could stand outside of the ring, kick, and still hit his opponent. <laughs> so the synapses mentioned that the two socialites, these two girls, are going to this party in the Hamptons. And the reason why they don't want to go is because they get in this tiny car. or they, It's a fairly major accident, actually. Um, yeah. But they get like tiny scratches on their nose and on their lip, and they freak out. They have what they call in a movie a BF, BF. which stands for... Bitch fit. And if you have ever seen a bitch have a fit... Oh, <laughs> I've seen it plenty of times. I worked in a restaurant. I've seen it many times. I have a girlfriend. Whoa. No, but... Uh, but uh, in other news, uh, I think one of the best parts about this film... We're going to have to cut that, that out. <laughs> no, we're keeping that. Uh, no, she's a sweet lady. Melissa, if you're listening to this, you're sweet. Yeah, Melissa. And we know you know how to add, but I like to do it for you. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I thought was really funny is the, the recurring joke of the dog, the little baby toy poodle that she has. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. And she hands it off to, to, the, to the FBI agents like, oh, my God, can you clean him up? He, had, he didn't have his colonic, so he's pooped all over the they bag. They bring it back like three times. <laughs> yeah. And then when they're pretending to be the girls, the agents do the same joke because... I think it's a great game that they play. In such a short period of time, uh, the Waynes brothers kind of observe these two girls. And they're like, oh, we got this figured out. Yeah, they, they, they say exactly what they had said to them. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. Like, I am so freaking pissed. And like, such some, a memorable Some line. of the times when they say, like, when she throws out the BF, when the uh, Marlon and Sean Waynes are, are pretending to be the white girls. Yes. When they throw out, like, the BF and stuff, like, it doesn't actually make sense. They're not actually, like, using these words properly. No. Constantly, if you listen to what they're saying, they're just saying it with confidence, which... I know that move. If you just say it and roll with it. Dude, that is your specialty. Question you could say anything. <laughs> and as long as you have a certain level of conviction, <laughs> you could tell me, Christian, poop butt. And with enough like, confidence, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah, like, poop yeah, butt. poop butt. and that is the peak of our comedic intelligence. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Why aren't we getting work? <laughs> right. um, so they go and decide to take the, these women's places and they think it's going to be really easy for them to, to get into the party and get out of the party. But like, of course, people are going to recognize them. Yeah. It's weird, though. I do like that everybody, the suspension of disbelief is like pretty much everybody just like sees them. Because if you look at these girls, they don't look like the girls. They look terrifying. They look so scary. They're so scary. But, but. They do look like real women. They don't look like those women, but no. they do look like women. Different they do women. look like actual, like if you saw those two women walking down the street, you would notice them because they're six foot tall. They're huge. And men, but like you would notice. I wouldn't would, say anything, especially in this day and age. I wouldn't say they anything. They look like uh, Iggy Azalea. Pretty much two giant Iggies yeah. is what's happening <laughs> over there. So these they look Good. And like they also have huge knockers and and big butts. I'm scared. If I were to take you out while drunk, whilst drunk, whilst and <laughs> and we were to see those two ladies. No way. They Sean have and Marlon. Okay, good. I know, I know. The way I know you were describing them. And their hands. I'd like to take a glance at their hands and They're, be like, whoa. They could pick me up by the face and Did bounce me see? like a basketball. <laughs> wow, that's racist. Do you remember the what? Seinfeld episode with man hands? No, dude, but please go on about uh, it. They talk about how they're dating. Uh, I think George Costanza is dating a girl who has man hands. Uh-huh. Her hands just look like. Dude, poor George. Always <laughs> getting into shitty situations. Oh, it's Larry David. That's I would a- like to uh, comment on how absurd. I mean, to just go off where yeah. you left off. Uh, how everyone just believes. Like, just these like, oh, are the them. same. That's two Tiffany women. and, and uh, uh, I don't remember the other girl's name. Neither Michelle. do I. Something like that. But it's so funny, and people are still attracted to them. Oh, so many dudes are like, actually, 
every guy is attracted to them. Immediately when they step out of the car. Like, yeah. Three white dudes just checking them out. And they're getting calling, And the the dude's like, what, you want some of this? I do think that's funny that their immediate reaction to a guy checking them out is, oh, I'm going to beat this dude. That's also a very 2004 thing to do. Yes. Do we uh, address Mr. Elephant sitting here in the room next to Otis? Hello, hello. Um, Which is, is this movie racist? Um, no, I don't think it's racist in the sense that it was made by the Wayans. Now, if it was I, I two, guess. if it was a uh, two white guys pretending to be black women, yeah, if it was a white family that m- wrote this movie, because there's a lot of jokes, there's a lot of like black I think white jokes people and helped white writing jokes. this film. There's like four or five guys wrote this film. They helped, but who spearheaded it? For the sure. Wayans. I, yes, yes. So, I mean, you could take all of it with that grain it's of salt. It's an interesting question to ask, though, because like because we do know unequivocally if the roles were switched. It would not be okay. Yeah, that's basically just white people playing, doing blackface. Exactly, man. which would be horrible. Also, isn't it kind of weird that they're, are they doing like brownface in the beginning when they're pretending to be like Dominicans or whatever? <laughs> oh, that's hella funny how did we, and super racist. How did we skip past they that? Are not, because in the opening scene, uh, the, two, the two guys, Marlon and Sean, yeah. are FBI agents undercover in like a little <laughs> bodega. And they are pretending to be like Dominican or Cuban. And they're yeah. not speaking Spanish. They are just quoting songs. They poorly. are singing the choruses of songs. They sing La Bamba at one point. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and they're not singing it right. They're not saying any of the words no, correctly. They're just like, saying the hook hey, over and over listen, again. Papi, listen, Papi. And they're like, come here, come here. Those are <laughs> such funny, such funny roles to have played. I don't know. I mean, were great. you offended by it? I, no, I thought it was You're funny. You're Hispanic. But I, but I did think it's interesting that like, that's something we never think about. Like, can black guys pretend to be... Like they're because Marlon and Sean Wayans are clearly not Latin. No, um, they're clearly not. But, but the characters were just so over the top. I, I love. I it. think it's funny. I think I think comedians, if you're doing it in jest, it's it's yes. funny. I mean, when Taiki Watiti dresses up as Adolf Hitler, uh-huh. like nobody's no no Austrian or German's getting offended by that. You know what I mean? Not at all. It's just a, it's just a character. Well, you know? with He's, comedians, I mean people. Now and now are getting more and more sensitive. Like, what's oh, PC? Yeah. What's not PC? I think we're coming back around. I think we kind of hit the peak of PC culture. Yes. Uh, and I think we may even go a little more kookier. But for the most part, I can kind of see PC culture going back yeah. down. Just um, in recent years, I guess comedians have been like... Since Trump became president. Yeah, they've been testing the waters. And people are just now finally starting to realize totally. it's a joke. Yeah. It is a joke every single time you see a stand-up comedian. It's because real people like Donald Trump are saying even crazier things. Yeah, and man. So it's like, this guy's... Get paid to make jokes. He can say this. He's, kind of this th- guy is here to entertain us, and you're gonna let our president say shit like that and mm-hmm. let that slide. You're hating on Dave Chappelle, but you're like you're letting like it doesn't make sense. Your your thinking is backwards. So I guess could Marlon could the Wayne's brother make this movie now? You know, I was watching this uh, interview with Marlon, and they were thinking about bringing it back. Yeah, I did actually see a couple of places where they even even announced at one point that they were making a sequel as recently as June of last year of 2019. Uh, And I'm for it. um, It would be too forced. I think in today's culture, they would either be doing they would either be turning left so deep into the skid that they are just making they're just making all the jokes in which case it would be an inflammatory film yeah. and it would be funny and it's like an alley g it would be funny in its own way <laughs> or they're gonna get shut down by the studios and the executives are gonna come in and clean it all up and it's gonna end up trying to do this again and yeah. missing the mark completely and then we're all gonna be like why even make white chicks so it? if they were to tackle it they would have to be very smart about they'd it. have to do yeah i think they yeah. have to really really um and there's a gamble with that with uh with a lot of restriction on their comedic creativity <laughs> It might just backfire and not be funny. And I would say because now it's not just 
the race switching. Mm-hmm. It's now also the gender bending. It's now also That's the true. whole transgender thing. And it's also pretending to be a woman. Mm-hmm. So like there's now, whereas when this movie first came out, the crazy inflammatory thing was that it was black guys pretending to be white. Mm-hmm. Now it's not just black guys pretending to be white. It's men pretending to be women. It's cisgender men pretending yes. to be transgender women. Mm-hmm. It's all, And doing over the top exaggerations it's so many of what things. a woman it's, would do. They could, they're they're poking, poking fun at classism in America, which is also a big no-no in America. You're never supposed to address the class system in yeah. America. Everything that they tackled would just be large elephants now, in the room now, nowadays. Now it's so much more than just black to white. Yeah, I don't know. It's so just, I really wonder if it would be possible, if it would even be worth doing. Um, I mean, you'd I have to just it, like really set aside your uh, sensitivity and just try to enjoy it. They man. would either have to just make it and, produ- and publish it it's themselves and distribute it themselves or yeah. like a Netflix would have to just kind of be like, you know what? We're doing it. We're going to Dave Chappelle. We're doing the inflammatory comedy. We're going to go. This is if Netflix, which I haven't seen for a while, is going down the tubes, is going to be dead by 20. What did I predict? 2021, February of 2021. Yeah, because of Disney Plus and all these other streams. If Netflix decides to go and turn the way of like, we are going to be the the only bringers of truth, of true entertainment in, in the idea of like Dave Chappelle's comedy and like if Joe Rogan's able to sign a good deal with him, which I bet you he will, um, mm-hmm. you know, they could save it that way because Disney will always be the shining, gleaming light. Even if they own Fox, even if they own all of those other industries and things like that, they yeah. will still always be the shining light of America. That's what Disney does. Yes. If Netflix can corner the market of doing the dark, gritty, dirty things better than HBO, mm-hmm. give us what we want, give us the jokes that we want to see, show us the things that we want to see, uh, uh, they could make a lot of money. I think they can thrive. I think there could be some sort of symbiosis like, hey, Disney's totally. for the family and Netflix is for when the kids go to sleep. For sure. Yeah. Netflix is for a different... It's just like late night TV, right? Yes. Remember when wrestling was throwing t- thumbtacks and stuff on the mats and they're doing oh crazy... Oh my goodness. And they're like, it's okay. It's after 7.30. And yeah. it's like, what? <laughs> Your kids are asleep at 7.30, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, so, I, I, yeah, I think if, if this movie does come back, it would have to be... Netflix would have to be like making a statement. Yeah. We're doing it. PC I can imagine this dead, being like a Netflix it. original mm-hmm. film. I don't know. I'd like to bring up, um, since this might have been inflammatory uh, now, not not then, not then, but... Let's say when was Tropic Thunder made? Because that oh, was a big switch, but society wasn't too critical of it. But Tropic Thunder, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. just did a great interview with Joe Rogan. Yes, because right? he's pushing uh, Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> rest in peace to that movie. That movie fucking <laughs> is Um But he talks about Tropic Thunder and how actually the a lot of the kickback that they got was from Simple Jack. Like the making fun of of the re, of the retard joke oh, is, yeah. uh, was way worse than the fact that Robert Dungey, mostly because, and I, again, I'm not in that culture, but from what I understand, everybody fucking loved Robert Downey Jr.'s character in that movie. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. And the joke is that actors are so into themselves that they think they can do this kind of shit. Like again, mm-hmm. an over-the-top comedy takes an over-the-top premise and then does it. And, and honestly... It's Robert Downey Jr. That's probably why he got the pass. Maybe Sasha Baron Cohen could have done a character like that, um, but I don't think many other people could have gotten away Higher with that. Higher tier actors that could actually pull it off. I, yeah. I was listening to Bobby Lee. I was listening to his podcast a few months ago, and he was talking about how some Saturday Night Live cast member, I can't remember who, uh, had gone fired because on a podcast he had made a, a, a racial joke. I think he said chink or something. Yeah, he said an Asian joke. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was and, a big deal. And it was a big deal. He got fired, and it came to... To the situation of like, okay, but like there are so many comedians that make racial slurs in sure. their stand up and get away with it. If not, they get work from it. And Bobby Lee was saying like, if you're going to do something like that, um, that's very 
that's very risky. You better fucking be funny. It better make me laugh type of thing. Because yeah. if it's just a shitty ra- racist joke and it doesn't make anyone laugh, then the then it's bad. It's really all in bad. context and placement. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the hardest things about making a joke in today's society is understanding the context because it is so easy to take a joke out of context and put it on the tweet and just put the punchline. You could even write the joke, write the setup and the punchline. Yeah. And if you just read it in a tweet, you look at that and you're like, what the fuck is this guy even yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Even like, but now. But you get none of the context. You get none of the setup. With so, a lot of celebrities, these old tweets are just like catching up to them. Have I, I doubt you ever had to go back and look at your tweets and stuff like that or old Facebook posts and like, have mm-hmm. you had to go back and peruse? Because I am ashamed to say that I have. Mm-hmm. I have gone back and looked at some stuff that I tweeted at, at, in high school and stuff like that. And I, and I remember tweeting it and laughing about it at the time. And like, yeah. But and it now didn't I'm seem like, like a big what deal. What the fuck was I even thinking? Like, it got no traction. Action. nobody saw it or mm-hmm. nobody you know liked it or anything it wasn't a funny and it's just like what was i even thinking you know what it's just a different time a different culture. yeah the climate was different now we know 10 better years ago i think now we know but maybe uh, that's that's maybe naive to say like oh well, we know better now we should have known better then but yeah like, we should but have still, but you you said it yourself we were in high school in high school like I mean, the worst the filters that we have oh. up are way different like, than now. The things you do as kids, I think this is kind of taking a weird turn. Yeah, uh, we're talking about white chicks, we're now though, talking right? About, like social, <laughs> like. Uh, but my last point is, I think you know, when you're a kid, you can you learn these things. These things are taught to you, and you say things and do things where you don't really understand it. I think you're allowed to make those mistakes as a kid. You're allowed to say things that you would never say as an adult. Oh, because yeah. you have to be able to look back and think and grow from those things. It's yeah. a problem if you're saying stupid disgusting um prejudicial things as a child and then you grow up and still believe those things yeah uh, it, but it is 100 different if you can look back and say hey you know what 10 years ago i said like james gunn for example 10 years ago i said those things i thought it was funny it's not funny i get it now i'm a different person i think people like that deserve to to, to have a second to chance. fix it to yeah fix that it. even happened with like kevin hart kevin Everybody. hart had this whole joke and this tweet about saying like if I catch my son playing with dolls, oh. I'm going to beat his ass no, or something. No, no, no. Shit. What the tweet was is, I'll drop the dollhouse. I'll smash him with the dollhouse with it. So, like, the tweet itself is so stupid. So, he'd have to yes. buy this kid a dollhouse and then smash the dollhouse on the kid. Like, there's so many stupid things. About, again, a bad joke in a bad time that came up yeah, later. Yeah, man. So, context, it, 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 all, it all comes back around. Sometimes comedy is dangerous, dude. It you could... know what's very dangerous? What? Pretending to be somebody that you're not. In this movie, really? White Chicks, they not only <laughs> take over the lives of these women flawlessly, but they are social butterflies. They, they go are out so to the party. Good. They end up getting in a dance battle, which we have to talk Let's about. Let's break it down. We're going to break down so many things because, dude, we're we're many minutes into this episode and we haven't talked about anything, but it's okay. We talked about quite a bit, actually. I think this actually, is a fairly good episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty um, happy with where we're going with this. Talk about the, let's go from the... I want to talk about the dance-off. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that in movies, people are just like, oh yeah, we've been practicing these dances for months, ready to bust them out Ridiculous. on the dance. It's one thing if one or two people know dance. Like I remember practicing the Soldier Boy dance in yeah. my room and like maybe even the Thriller <laughs> dance and stuff like that. But Soldier Boy for sure was the first dance that I, I like looked up on YouTube and like practiced and like tried to figure out how to do it. And then at like our Wait, when grade, you say Soldier Boy dance, you're talking about like Soldier Boy and that hoe? Like, you! So, yeah, yep, yep. That dance. Okay, I I'm lo- familiar. I learned it on YouTube and like practiced it and That's stuff. believable that for you sure. and I could go into to a room and be and that what song would play and and so like at our eighth grade dance when everybody did the dance it's because everybody had like learned it's i assume it's like in 80s babies with, with everyone thriller. was soldier boy and hoes everybody yes. knew it <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a terrible way to put it but it's true yeah um but 
Yeah, I but think I've it never is, seen like a, a troop have like a set dance move like that. Once again, the absurdities that occur in this film. I mean, I think I like it because it was on purpose for us to believe that this was the grounded reality that these two individuals could pose as white, uh, white rich women and just kind of thrive. And when they dance, it is hilarious. so funny. So it the dance off is a callback to earlier in the in the day when they get when they meet at the dinner party. Mm-hmm. This whole movie takes place in like two days. It's a weekend, dude. Yeah. It's a weekend at it's, the Hamptons. It's literally and like so much happens in these two days. I forget constantly that it's such a short time frame. Yeah. I feel like that happens with a lot of movies. Oh, they do so much like... Um, and like golden f- friendships and relationships are made within just two days. And it feels like a lifetime. Broken and recreated yes, in the span dude. of like one weekend. Oh my gosh. The entire family, familiar relationships are just obliterated. Yes. And then put back together in the course of a weekend. Marlon Wayne's character almost got a divorce Two times. But, okay. <laughs> In one weekend. <laughs> Let's sidetrack and talk about that for a second. Okay. He needs to leave that a girl. He should not be with that I woman. would love to she talk about this. She does not trust him. She's constantly accusing him of cheating. And literally all he's doing is trying to be a good FBI agent. One thing she said is he got home from work and it was 8 p.m. He lives six minutes away. Mm-hmm. He got off of work at 7.45. Yeah. And <laughs> he said he got home like in eight minutes. Yeah. So... The, his wife did the math. That's two minutes that don't make sense. And he was saying, do you think I could really cheat on you with just two minutes? And then it became this whole joke of him coming fast and all that stuff. Yeah. But that was just a sign of, girl, you crazy. You're so crazy. Yeah. And then like, um, but also he's not good at communicating. No. When like she gets a second call and he's in the changing room and they're like, oh, it's so tight. She's also stupid for taking all of that like the most sexual way there because are, clearly mm-hmm. sex is the only thing on her mind, uh, which is a weird character choice. But uh, yeah, that's all <laughs> she's thinking about. And so Just like sex. he needs to explain himself better. So there's a couple flaws in their relationship, but I guess it worked out in the end. It did. I That wasn't my favorite part. Their dynamic no. was not my favorite part of the movie at all. But so the dance off is a callback to when they meet the bitch girls uh, at the dinner party. Yes. And they have a, a Yo Mama joke off like it's fucking so that show funny. on MTV. It mm-hmm. is fucking it hilarious, is dude. That is that is the Wayne's Brothers comedy writing at its at its peak. Yeah. So the the two uh, the Vanderguild girls, Vanderguilds, which is Dutch for of money. I did just read up on that yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, well, you did some googling. <laughs> yep, I did some IMDb fact searching. Was what it's called. They come up to to the Wayne's Brothers and they say shit like, "Your mama's so stupid. She exercises when she could just get liposuction." <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, oh we want to talk about mother." Oh, and they're circling oh, each other. You want to talk. And it is hilarious. It is so funny. First of all, their female voices, I could not take seriously. (laughs) Could not. It's their voices. It's because (laughs) it's their voices. It's just, and 50% of the time, they let it slip up that they just, they're guys. They're just speaking in their own deep voices. The other joke that I think is really funny that comes up a couple of times is the fact that, um, I think it's Sean, is lactose intolerant. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, a couple of times he's like, don't put dairy in my coffee, man. You know what happens. And then, like, later on, like, not even 20 minutes later, he's eating quiches and has to shit his guts out because yes. he's throwing. Because he's, he's like, oh, there's, there's cheese in and here? And then it never comes back again. No. They just, like, did the joke, set it up, 
hit the home run. That's it. And they just left it at that. <laughs> On to the next thing. But that was worth it because that Hilarious. was a funny three-minute scene in the oh, bathroom. The, her in the bathroom, like, farting. when they're And the other girls are trying to, like, do their makeup, whatever. And uh-huh. they keep looking over <laughs> at his doll. And it's just like, that part, I was crying, Cracking laughing. Up. Like, it is so good. Because it is so Buzzy easy. Phillips. Oh. oh, Busy Phillips, yeah. Uh, it what is Busty Phillips, I think. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She looked hot. She looked good she in looked this. She looked good. Um, but it is so easy to make poop and fart humor very childish and not funny. But we are two grown <laughs> but adults. this is done very funny. Done very well because he, both of his legs are up in the <laughs> stall. His ass is on the toilet. He's knocking over the toilet paper. They're trying to do makeup and turning around at every they bowel movement. They have a conversation and she's like, <laughs> what should I do about so-and-so? And they're like, oh my God, you know what you should do? And it's like, huh? Huh? We'll just meet you outside. Oh my that, gosh. Uh, we'll wait for you outside. That's what I do. If you, if you brought me to the bathroom with you and you took a- I have. T- yeah, you have actually. I have in the past. Yeah. And I make you look me in the eye. The bathroom downstairs. Hold my hands. And I- we Hold met in the middle. I don't even want to call it the middle because I agreed to stay in the bathroom with you. And I made eye contact with you, not directly, <laughs> but through the mirror. It's and you're like, okay, I'm fine with that. I oh. need to know you love me. <laughs> I need to know that you love me. Why didn't you let me leave, dude? You have to see what I see. <laughs> the you bathroom? Have to see what I see. The four walls in the you bathroom? You have to see what I see. Um, um, they I- do also go to a woman auction. Which is a crazy scene. Do you it remember is that? Weird. But it's, it's for charity, and I have seen that a couple of times. It is a funny trope. Never seen it in per, in real life. No. But I have seen it in like Full House, and I've seen it in like a couple other sitcoms where they do like a a, a charity auction of people, which yes. seems horrible. That's, I, that's is that a joke in and of itself that they're auctioning white people? I think so. Uh. Yeah, I was thinking about that. That like the roles were flipped. Interesting. Um, but that was a very funny scene. That was funny. Uh, Luttrell ends up buying. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mar- Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Yes. And the way it was, Sean Wayans was trying so hard to, to help get, his brother out. To get the money up. He was trying to step on people's feet, which is a weird reaction to happen. For If, if someone would step on my feet, I wouldn't just raise like raise my Boom. hand up. Especially so, at an auction. You kind of got to know what that means. Yeah. I mean. $50,000. Terry Crews drops $50,000 for one night. <laughs> and I love that part. When he walks up to the stage where the auction's happening, he's like, $50,000. Cash. And then that girl who's leading the auction who's hella bitter, she's yes. like, sold to the creepy black guy in the front. Oh my uh, God. Come and collect your prize. The humor in this movie. So he wins a night with her and t- gets to take Marlon out on a date. Yes. And that is... So funny, dude. He is trying so hard to be gross and like uh it was grossing me out. What the first thing he does is he turns on the music to the whitest girl music. Yeah. One thousand miles. Yes. And, and of course we all know the scene. He's like, What the What the I, I love, love this song. song. <laughs> How'd you know? And he sings it. No 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 no. The infamous Terry Cruz moment where he's turning his head to the piano beat. Yep. Cannot no, 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 beat no, no, no. that. Jesus Christ. That is so funny. The fact that he is still in, like, doing stuff and is still an actor. Proves that, like, even back then, he knew what he was doing. Like, oh, he yeah. knew that was going to... Yeah, that, that was, was done golden. in one shot. 
Did you did you know that? I believe it. One and done. I believe it. That looked like it was just in the moment. Oh, fucking great. Oh my gosh. Um so they go on and progress to have dinner. And she's chewing her toenails and ordering garlic fries. That is the first thing she does. That's fucking nasty. She bites her toe her big toenail off and then spits it out and it falls into someone's champagne. And you never come back to it. You never like see whose no. it is or anything. Um yeah, it, it's a bonkers movie, bro. Yeah, and Terry Crews, after all of this stuff, is still hot for her. He just, he just, that's how much he loves her. Mm-hmm. It is sad, actually, at the end of the movie, once it's all revealed, and they have that moment where he's like, hey, man, I, uh, he's like, I'm, I'm a dude. And he's like, oh, you're a dude? He's like, yeah, look, I'm a guy. And then he pulls off his mask, and Terry Crews wasn't upset that he was a was guy. A, but he was more upset that he was a black guy. Yes. That part was really he was tough. He's like, you're not white? Yeah. Don't you know this is a white party? He, he that part was actually kind of sad because it's almost like he could have loved Marlon if it was if it was just a dude, but like yeah. the fact that it was because oh, of man, his skin color, brutal man, so fucking again, yeah. again, really stupid comedy movies that somehow weave in some deepness to it. You know, yeah, watching this as a kid back in uh, the early two thousands, like I didn't realize the uh, how inflammatory a lot of the humor was here. Oh, totally. Now watching it as an older person. It's still so funny. You have to get the joke. You have to be comfortable and understand the situation. Um, But yeah, uh, it's pretty pretty bonkers that they're able to get away with a lot of these things. Yeah, but they did it well. It's one thing to do it and do it hack, and the Wayne's Brothers knocked it out of the park. Yeah. One thing, I want to go back to the nightclub scene. The fact that they had a full choreographed dance battle that makes me remind that that reminds me of uh pitch perfect have you seen pitch perfect where yeah, they have a yeah. riff off i like the first one i haven't seen any of the other ones though you know yeah same here um so in the riff off and pitch perfect they have already choreographed and uh made songs for the entire acapella groups and people now associate since i am a part of acapella people always ask me is that a thing yeah, you seen Pitch Perfect before? Do you guys actually like make up songs on the spot? And I'm like, no, no, that's a movie. That's uh, you really think that I could just join an acapella group, <laughs> know them for a week, and go just... to a riff off, look at each individual, like, and be do like, I look like yes. Anna Kendrick? Do I look like Adam Divine, man? No, I don't do don't. any of that stuff. No, I no. can look like a chocolate Adam Divine. Sure, buddy. Um, thank you. <laughs> I, I do I do think that's really funny when people like see a movie and just assume that's how it is in real life mm-hmm. because I remember a lot of people after we came out with waiting were like hey man is waiting like really like how it is in the restaurant I'm like no that's a movie not dude. at all it's a movie they'll they'll take things that occur in the restaurant and, and just exaggerate yeah, sure. it but stuff like that doesn't actually happen um let's see. the <laughs> I I do want to talk real quick go ahead what's up when Sean Wayne uh, Wayne steals Latrell's house. And uses it for a date. With the reporter, the journalist. And, and he brings the journalist in and like, she should not be on that date. No. So many red flags. She should have run screaming out of that house as soon as the maid came up to them and was yelling at them in Chinese. Because he throws that woman out through the front door. And yes. then as they're walking through the hallway, it's clearly never been in this house before. No, he's like, this place is dope. He's like, dope. And then he's like, wine, that's probably like in the kitchen, right? right? And she's like... And there's a picture of Terry Crews on the wall. He says, <laughs> Naked Terry Crews on a bearskin rug or like a like, tiger skin rug. That's my personal trainer. And she's like, you have a picture of your personal trainer on your wall? How he's, odd. He's like, uh, 
Yeah, it keeps me motivated. And yet she proceeds to, to go drink wine. He should. He probably poisoned that wine. He didn't open it in front of her. He definitely could have done something yeah, to it. And that's not it. There then, is a bloodthirsty yeah, Rottweiler. Rottweiler. And when she was like, oh, you have a dog. He's like, I ain't got no dog. That's family. <laughs> that dog. Oh, my God. The fact that that dog knocked itself out also makes me laugh really hard. Hilarious. The I, I loved how he was trying to whistle at the Rottweiler, but he was so scared. He was not able to. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, come here, boy. Tackles the shit out of him. Oh, man. And he eventually puts the dog just throws him in another room and closes the door. He's like, he's fine. This is how we play. This is how we play. He's fine. Yeah, and she's about to leave. This reporter's about to leave. She should have leave. left. She should have, but somehow Sean Wins was able to convince her, nah, Not baby, stay. And then they start making out hard. He used tongue on the second smooch. He didn't warm up, just went straight for it. Hey, man, sometimes you got to reach for the cookie. Reach for the cookie? Um... Do you have a best person on Settle Win? Terry Crews, man. Really? I, I'm going to give it to Terry Crews. Well, this is what kind of skyrocketed his career as an actor and made him, it gave him that typecast, that, sure. that funny big man. Yeah. Like who looks so terrifying. They're, they're playing on that contrast of him being so scary and threatening just because of his size and demeanor. For sure. But he's just hilarious. My favorite Terry Crews character is the one he plays in The Longest Yard. Where he's like, he? Uh, he plays like the big football player, uh-huh. but he always has McDonald's. He's like able to like connect all the inmates with McDonald's. <laughs> and, and yet so, he's still so fit. I don't And like, how's he getting McDonald's into he, the prison? Yeah. What connections do you have, that's, man? That's my favorite Terry Crews character. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, my favorite Terry Crews character after this is, uh, uh, have you heard of America's Got Talent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he plays this host. He plays Nick Cannon? He plays Nick Cannon because Nick Cannon, he's so and busy. And Nick Cannon plays Jerry Springer because wasn't he the original host for America's Got Talent? I think so. so Have you heard so of Wild and Out? So Terry Crews is pretending to be Nick Cannon, pretending to be... It's crazy. They're fantastic actors that they could pretend to be each other. It's so deep. Give that man an Oscar. Mm-hmm. My best person on said award. I, I would like to give an honorable mention to the Waynes Brothers. They are yes. absolutely killing it in this, but they are not. Neither of them, nor the director, my best person on said award. Oh, who is it? It is a gentleman by the name of Greg Con- Condom. Con- condom? No. Dude, Canum. you're doing him Canum. a disservice. You just called hey. him Greg Condom. No, you called him Greg Condom. You said- I did not say that. I said Condom. You called Busy Phillips- Canum. Busty Phillips. I did not. You also put the- You're putting you words in my mouth. Greg Hey, fake condom. news. Fake news. Greg Canum is my best person on set award winner for the film White Chicks. <laughs> What is it that he did again? He's the makeup artist. He yeah. is the he, one who put these two gentlemen. All of the prosthetics. Into woman. He made them white woman. <laughs> um, he also He's did. He's the one that put these two gentlemen into women. <laughs> he put them into women. That you know what else he did? So weird. He put another man into a woman. Who else? Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. Really? Correct, Amundo. This is the same individual. Same, Greg. Why Canum. didn't you lead with that? You let me make fun of you for like <laughs> a full minute before you drop I, the golden nugget. I like to sometimes let you think you're smarter than me, and then I fuck it up in the end, bro. I don't like fuck that. Fuck it up in the end. Hey. Fuck it up in the end. Fuck it up. Fuck, fuck it, it up, up in the up. end. Fuck it up in the end. What are you gonna do? Gonna fuck it up in I the end. I don't fuck with you. Anyways, my name is Alejandro, and you can follow me at. Call underscore me Jesus. My name is Christian, and you can follow me at Christian Has Asthma. And you can follow the podcast at 
ICBTB podcast. podcast. If you're not following the podcast already, fuck off. You. Oh. Or either. But if you're a critic who also isn't following us on Instagram, double fuck you. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you. That's uh, what I like to say. One last <laughs> thing before you. we sign off. I, I have a Thai do... cousin with that name. <laughs> you have a cousin with that name? Yeah, he's from Thailand. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck, fuck you. What's your name? <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck you. You. <laughs> with oh, a my. PH. <laughs> What's your middle name? Fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck you? <laughs> My mother's maiden name was Fook. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck you. Fuck, fuck. I would love if his middle name was Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck, Thomas. Fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, Thomas. Fuck you. Okay, we're anyway. getting lost in this bit. I do want to talk about the two other gentlemen that worked uh, with the FBI oh, with them. Because they played the best game ever. And I feel like you would you would do that to Okay, me. the best bit is he constantly asks some questions like, who would you rather do, so-and-so or so-and-so? Yeah. Right? And then he'll like make it weird to be like, but they have like yeast infection, like really gross yes. locker room boy talk. It was like and Pam then, Anderson or... Carmen Electra. But they both have yeast infections. And then like the other guy is a good sport about it. He answers. He like thinks about it and yes. like gives it an answer and he goes, which one would you pick? And every single time he's like, oh, we got to get going. Oh, it's time to yes. go. Oh, we got to go do work. Oh my gosh. He... he uh. He you're just, gross. He always like you're gross. You're no disgusting. Matter, Pam Anderson. What, what he picks. He, his response is always you're fucking disgusting. Yeah. That character trope of like the other cops, I think, is done funnier in uh, Bad Boys. Oh, I'd have to see that same again. Thing, same thing. Damn, same, dude. Same same archetype. Ah, uh, no wonder they made a movie called The Other Guys because it's always funny to kind of cut to the two individuals that aren't focused on in like a buddy cop film i love in the other guys how most of the movie is them sitting at the desk perfect and mark Wahlberg just screaming hates it he i'm is, a peacock you gotta let me fly peacocks um, don't fly should we do other guys <laughs> i think it did too well oh uh, it did, really. did well my favorite scene in the other guys is how it was sold like the rock and samuel L. jackson are in all of the movie that is my favorite part and they're trying to catch two bad guys and they're on top of a building it, i've seen like multiple youtube videos trying to explain why they jump off the building are you serious there is a deep rabbit hole on reddit on why they jumped off the roof of the building there is a theory a conspiracy so theory many like people think that they did it on purpose some people say because like uh samuel jackson's like oh look at these bushes and then when you see where they fell there are no bushes that Nothing. they could have jumped into Nothing. so it's like did they know that did they know they were jumping to their death did they do that on like there's rabbit holes to fall into Realistically, for the other guys. I don't think Adam McKay, who made the film, even thought, thought about no, that. It's a joke. He's gonna we're gonna make him jump off, and you know it'd be funny if they just fucking splat. If they died. But I would I like entertaining the idea that there is a deep conspiracy theory behind that. Hey, deep. Oh, deep, deep, deeper, deeper. Anyways, guys, uh, I hope you had a good time. We had a good time. We'll see you guys later. Shout out to our friend Fred Durst. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's right. So we need to shout out Jill. Jill. Uh, because she suggested this film. She uh, It's also not like we never heard of this film, no, Jill, so you know what I mean? Like, yeah. pff, you're cool and all. I told her that it was on our list for the longest time, and we been. just happened to forget about it. It's an easy film to forget, but guys, if you forgot about this film, fucking watch it. All right. Um, 10,000 shout-outs to Jill Montellano. I don't know how to say your last name. I apologize, um, but I'm going to try. Jill Montellano. I'm just going <laughs> to switch off every single time. Um, a thousand... Uh, uh, Ten, a thousand shout outs to Jill Monte Monteyano. A thousand hey, shout outs hey, to Hey, hey, hey. We'll just shout out to Jill. Hey. Shout she out gets it. to you. Jill. At Jilly Dow. Shout out, Jill. Shout out to you, Jill. All right. Shout out to you, Jill. Shout out to you, Jill. Shout out to you, Jill. Shout out to you. Hey Jill. Jill. Here's a shout out to you. Here's a shout out. Jill. Shout here's out. a shout out for you. Here's a Bye. Bye. Bye.